Hello, everybody, and welcome to show. I like show better than podcast. To the secret podcast. And you're not supposed to be listening to this. And remember not to tell anybody because it's a secret. Shh. It's a secret. Marky, I'm really sorry that I tell you I'm going to give you podcasts and then don't for days. So today I want to, right now, I want to talk about dreams. Not like aspirations, but like the movies that play while you're asleep in your head. And just how befuddling it is to me, how vividly some people remember their dreams that they have because like I don't know we all have them when we're asleep but we just don't remember them usually past waking up but my fiance she like we were in the car today after she came and got me at work and she's like I had this weird dream about whatever I don't even remember what it was. And I was awake when she told me about her dream. She was asleep when she had her dream and she remembered what it was. And then went on to recite lines of like dialogue that she had with someone else in her dream. And that's just ridiculous to me because I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I remember a dream I had. Even like just five minutes after I woke up or even if I wake up out of a dream. Like, I don't know how long it's been since I have had a dream consciously register. I don't know if that's just because I'm a ridiculously deep sleeper. Like, I can sleep through anything. I've slept through my roommate in college passing a kidney stone in our bathroom that I shared a wall with at, like, 9 in the morning. I will sleep through fire alarms and thunderstorms, which I don't think is that ridiculous. Don't lots of people. Doesn't everybody sleep through thunderstorms? I don't know. But yeah, so like I'm a deep sleeper, but I feel like there are other people who are also deep sleepers that may have better dream recollection than I do. And maybe it's like a muscle. Maybe I just don't try to remember my dreams enough, so I don't remember them at all. And I'm honestly fine with that. Like, I like just having a time where it feels like I'm shut off. I can just wake up and be like, oh, yeah, well, back to life. And yeah, it's, I don't know. I almost prefer sleeping without remembering my dreams to sleeping and remembering them because like as a kid I remember having dreams more frequently and I remember that feeling of trying to remember all the details as they slowly slipped through my fingers once I woke up but people who remember like their whole dream or all of the dreams they had while they sleep every night. I don't know. It's just wild to me. And like dream journals, I I guess I understand how that's a thing, but I wouldn't 
Like, I think if I woke up and tried to write down the dream that I just had, I would get like two sentences in and forget what my dream was about. Now, maybe that's also because I smoke way too much weed and have shot my short term memory or my long term memory or some other crucial part of my brain that I haven't realized that I need yet. But I don't know. Dreams are just so the brain's just really weird. But like dreams are. I don't know. Is it like sober hallucinations? Your mind's bored and so it needs something to keep itself busy and it's like, yeah, focus on this shit. It's going to be wild. And also, people who can lucid dream, either willingly or unwillingly, like that also is mind-blowing to me. I've, I don't think I've ever lucid dreamed. Like, I don't remember my dreams, much less whether or not I can control them. But that is such a wild concept to me. And, like, part of me wishes that, like, you know, I could do that. But part of me likes my sleep to be like death. I don't know. Do you remember your dreams? I don't. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. God, I need to stop. I feel like I like when people just dive into it. All right. Pretend like you just heard Walter's music. Ready? So recently, I've taken a dive into trying non-meat-based meat or protein or whatever it is. This happened when I visited my friend Ashley in Ann Arbor and her boyfriend Xander, who I adore very much. And... Hopefully we'll be on the podcast again. And we went to Ann Arbor and she said, okay, here's the restaurant we're going to go to. And me and Emily being polite people, we looked at the menu and saw it was a hundred percent vegan and gluten-free place. And naturally we freaked out and we started scheming and we're like, well, when we inevitably barely eat this food because you know, we just don't eat like that. We try to eat decently, but we very much enjoy meat. We've been trying to get into just eating just fish, going pescatarian. I I like that because I like salmon and shrimp and all that, and I could definitely go for it, but it's a little expensive, so maybe not. But anyways, we're looking at the menu, and we thought to ourselves, all right, when we inevitably don't like this food, we will just stop and get food afterwards after we say bye to them and actually fill ourselves up. But we went to this place and before we got there, Ashley went, did you look at the menu? And I was like, yeah, great. Trying to play it cool. And uh, when we sat down to eat there, we asked Ashley and Xander, we're like, hey, are you guys like vegan or because I, I know Ashley pretty well. And I know that, you know, with her job and everything, you can lead to assume some things like she could be vegetarian or something like that. But. We asked them and they're like, no, we we eat meat. That's not a thing at all. We just really like this place. And it kind of calmed our nerves. And I ended up getting a quesadilla burrito, I think is what it was. But it had like fake cheese or vegan cheese. I don't know. Do they take offense when I call it fake? And 
it was absolutely scrumptious. It was so, so delicious. And it kind of changed my mind on it. Uh, we also got some cauliflower wings, which are also very, very good. I mean, you fry anything up and put some sauce on it. It's going to be hard to say no to it. But the cauliflower had the right kind of bite to it that I liked. And, you know, it kind of changed my mind on how to eat, you know, meatless and all that stuff. But then this week we went to Victoria Bar, which is right down the street from us. And I said, you know what? I want to go for it. I want to get these vegan chicken strips. You know, trying to be a better person, I guess, because it's not necessarily like vegan chicken strips are super healthy for you, but it's, you know, better for the planet, all that stuff. And if I can stay away from eating meat, then great. I live in Portland now. I, you know, it's a, it's about goddamn time. Right. And I got these chicken strips and they were terrible. They were not good. I did not like them. I think I wouldn't mind if they were in a sandwich. They almost had a fish like texture to them where they kind of fall off. But at the same time, they were fried. I put quotation marks up there. But it's almost like they didn't fully fry it because it wasn't like crispy fried. It was more like doughy. Like you could like it like they just didn't leave it in the fryer long enough. And it just was not good at all. And that led me to uh, talk about it on this podcast because Emily had a friend from out of town in today and we went to Bar Bar and I love Bar Bar. They have great little classic, you know, smash burgers type of hamburgers with, you know, two patties. Super delicious. Nice shoestring fries. It's a great it's a great old place. Fair prices. They have a venue in the back where I've seen Slaughter Dog Beach, which is modern baseball's side project or at least the lead one of the lead singers side project. And I saw Roy Scoville there and. You know, you can get a Tecate and Rainier for like, what, three bucks or something like that, three or four bucks. And it has a great outdoor area, but they have chicken strips. And Emily's friend ordered the chicken strips. And I was there a little late and he didn't eat a single one. And they were terrible. But also a redeeming thing is we got cauliflower bites at Victoria. And those were absolutely delicious. So moral of the story is I'm only going to eat, you know, vegan plant-based if it's cauliflower bites i think because my other quarrel is this the impossible meat i'm all for it because the texture is fine it's great i wouldn't say it's great it's fine and at qdoba or chipotle they have like cauliflower rice and they have impossible meat and all that's awesome and i would love to support it But if you're going to take it down, you can't have the price be way higher for something that doesn't taste as good. If you're offering impossible meat or whatever it is, and it's a buck cheaper, I would probably get it a lot because I'm a cheap guy. And I'm if it makes me feel good about myself to, you know, contribute positively, at least that's what, you know, I've been told is that if I don't eat meat, I'm a better person. So more of the story, Qdoba, I know you sponsor this podcast. You probably don't like that I was talking shit. But if you want to, uh, you know, really get at that Qdoba sponsorship, Chipotle, hit me up with some coupons for your cauliflower rice and whatever plant-based shit you're offering. All right. Yeah, I think that's a good end. Bye. 
Things are going to get